In this episode, I talked with Sean Bray of Fenwick High School Boys Soccer, and he shares some amazing stories of his coaching journey from Indianapolis all the way to here to Southwest Ohio and the importance of developing relationships. You're going to love this episode. Thanks for listening. No problem. Hey, this is Karen Coach's Corner Chats, and on the episode today, I have Sean Bray. Sean, where are you at, and what are you up to? Um, just coaching at Fenwick. Just got done with my second season at Bishop Fenwick on the boys' side and coaching club at Lakota FC in Westchester. I have the 05 boys, and uh, I work my, – my day job is working down at Lakota West. I work with uh, special ed kids, kids with learning disabilities. So I'm, I'm around kids, kids all day, so – uh, what were some of your, your biggest takeaways? Cause I just finished year two. So yeah. what were some of the things that you feel like you learned or maybe did better the second time? Um, well, boy, last year was very, very challenging, you know, with all the COVID restriction things you can and you can do. And this year I thought it was a little better. We could do more stuff, especially the uh, off field stuff like team building and, you know, just hanging out together and, uh, getting, you know, guys getting to know each other and, you know, developing those relationships with each other. And I think that really helped us out on the field, you know, because we were just flat last year, was, it was practice and games and that was it. So we had cookouts this year and we went, uh, we went, we did an overnight camp out and uh, we were able to work a couple FC Cincinnati games uh, down there as fundraisers and the guys got to hang out doing that. And the second game that we went to, the guys, uh, we got to watch FC Cincinnati and when they played, uh, uh, Colorado so the guys enjoyed that so just, just you know it's little things like that so I think that helped I thought our team um, was a lot closer this year and just you know they knew my you know how we wanted them to play and I think they were just more comfortable and they they had a better understanding of what was what the expectations of them were so I'd say that's probably the two biggest things right there I I completely agree with the, the ability to now actually be able to do stuff with them because last year there were so many restrictions on oh. them. Um, you had to keep them in pods and they had to do all that. Yes. Checking temperatures oh. and checking off the checklist. <laughs> um, the one thing I know, because I follow you on on Twitter and stuff, you do a lot of like man of the match and things like that. Yeah. Is 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 that kind of a continuation of the of the team building and what have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the guys, like the, the man of the match is voted on by the players and um yeah so just you know sometimes we've had different guys win you know two or three times in a season and sometimes it's you know one guy went once or twice but the guys they they something they get into is that we'll have our post-game talk and hey what we did well or you know this is the next game we have and this is what we need to get ready for and then we'll uh, hey who do you guys think the man of the match is and sometimes it's unanimous and other times they'll have two or three different guys but it's completely up to the players and what you know who they decide and that's who we put on and the, the guys like to see their you know get that positive feedback because the likes and stuff from their family and friends and stuff they're like oh you know so it's something simple that we did and then this year we added um every time we had a shutout they got donuts so it started with just the varsity guys and then the jv guys they're like hey can we do that and then so we were buying donuts for both the you know, varsity and JV guys, and we're like, oh my gosh, we're like, we have to buy donuts every game. We're like, we're, we're, we're all of our money, we make coaches go on the donuts, which, yeah. which you know, you don't mind because the kids are doing well. But so just, just little things like that. You know, it's simple, but the kids get into it and they, something they look forward to. 
what what brought you to Fenwick in the first place and and this opportunity to coach? Um, I, I started off in Indianapolis, so kind of my coaching career in a nutshell. I started off coaching high school uh, where I where I went to high school around Collie High School on the South Side, which is very very similar to Fenwick. It's a little bit bigger than Fenwick, but you know, Catholic school and, and different things like that. So I went from high school to college and then back to high school. And I've always coached club, but my wife. Uh, she's a lot smarter than I am. I was just smart enough to marry her. So she's an engineer and her, her, her job brought her here. So it got us closer, closer to family. So because I'm from Indianapolis and she's from Oldenburg. So because we were living in Southeast Ohio. So it was like three and four hours if we wanted to go visit family. And now it's, you know, an hour or two hours. So really that's how we ended up here. And then my oldest son, um, Bruce, who plays on our team, he goes to school at Fenwick and then a friend of mine that I uh, know from coaching club, she was a girls coach last year and she got hired as a girls coach. And she said, Hey, we saw, I ran into her to, at a scheduling meeting for Buckeye uh, premiere. And she's like, Hey, Fenwick's looking for a boys coach. Are you interested? And I'm like, I'm like, I didn't even know they were looking. She's like, I'm going to tell them that you're going to apply. And so that was like on a Sunday. I think I emailed the AD like on Monday, I sent my stuff in like either Monday night or Tuesday met with them, I think that week and he, like, and then got to meet with the players. And so, so it was all really kind of quick, but just in like in a week or two. And then, you know, how everything was, we, we met in March. Uh, we had our parent meeting in March and, and then everything got shut down after that. Like the kids weren't in school. So we did a lot of stuff over zoom and different things. So, and you know, you're going into June and you're like, well, we hope we have a season. And so, like you said, the guys are training in pods and you got to keep them you know, limited to what you can do. And so it's, it was just a different experience. I've, I've never gone any, gone through anything like that, but like I said, it was really just my wife's job that brought us to this area. So, and then, you know, my, my oldest son, Bruce, that's where he goes to school. And I asked him, I said, once, once I got hired, I said, Hey, Bruce, I said, I'm going to be, because I coached him a couple of years in club and I said, I'm going to be your coach for the next four years. I said, is that good or bad? And he said, I'll let you know in four years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see what he says. It's interesting some of the parallels because my son was a senior last year yeah. and got to coach. So I was going to ask you, what has that dynamic been for you to, did you, do you find it hard to turn off coach when you get home or you get in the um, car or have yeah, not some, a good balance? Yeah. Some days it is like, cause my dad, when I, when I, when I, when I coached, my dad was always, he was always one of the assistant coaches when I played in high school, he was one of the assistant coaches. So it's, it's kind of neat to have that, that experience that I had with my dad, you know, now with my kids, because they both play soccer. My youngest son will be a freshman uh, next year. But like I've coached him, like I said, I coached him a couple of years in club before I coached him in high school. And kind of the same deal that my dad had with me. He said, when we're at soccer, he said, I'm not your dad. He said, I'm, I'm the coach. And then he's like, once, once the game's over or, you know, practice is over, he said, then I'm back to being your dad. And I said, okay. And so, that's kind of the same deal that, that, that we have, that I have with Bruce. And, you know, I told him that, and I, and I said, I said, I'm not your dad at practice. And he said, well, well, who are you? And this is like when he was in junior <laughs> high. And I said, I said, I'm your coach. He said, okay. And then, so he did, like, he's very, he's very type A, very analytical. And he's like, okay. And then, so it's funny that kids will give me, they're like, Hey, why don't you call your dad? Why, why do you call your, your, you know, dad coach? He's like, that's who he is. He's a coach. You're like, well, he's your dad. And he's like, not here. He's not. So it's like, it's like sometimes, you know, him and I will chat on the way home and he's like, are you talking to me as my coach or as my dad? I'm like, I'm your dad right now. So sometimes, you know, it kind of, yeah, you know, it, it tries to overlap a little bit, but we try to, 
we, we try to keep it separate as much as we can. So. Do you find that he is a valuable resource being that he's kind of in the mix and he kind of, maybe he picks up on vibes of what's going on kind of that you might miss as sitting, standing on the sideline. Yeah, he does. It's, yeah. Cause he, he's a sophomore and he'll, he, sometimes he'll ask me, he's like, Hey, can I, can I talk to you as a player? And I'm, I'm like, yeah. And then he'll, he'll, he'll tell me stuff. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I just wanted you to know. And then, you know, he goes about his business, but yeah, so it, it's good. And, and stuff because like the friend, you know, his friends are obviously on the team and stuff. And they you know, they're like, Hey, tell us something about Bruce. So they always, you know, how kids are. And so, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's funny. It, it's good. Everybody, everybody's close and, you know, you get, you, you give each other a hard time, you know, but you know, and stuff, but it, it, it's fun. So he, he is a good resource. And he's like, well, the guys are, you know, this is what we're thinking or what about this. And so sometimes they have, you know, just like anybody, you know, I, I'll always listen. Sometimes I agree. Sometimes I don't agree, but I always listen to him. So, and anything that he knows that he, him, not just him, but all my players, they know that they can come and talk to me or any of any of the other coaches, you know, anytime they need to. So. What was the, you said you started out coaching uh, in near Indy. What was yeah. that? What was that first coaching experience? Uh, <laughs> oh my, that, I, I had like, my summer job because my dad did construction. And then, so when I was in college, I worked for the same company he did. I worked as a laborer. So you get all the jobs that nobody else wants. <laughs> we were actually, we were actually working at Ron Colley. I was, they were, they were adding on to the school and I happened to run into to my high school coach and was chatting and he's like, Hey, what are you, what are you up to? And so, so it was, you know, just started off as a casual conversation. And then, he said, Hey, I'm looking for someone else to help me coach. And he's like, are you interested? And I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah. And so I really had no idea what, you know, I was in my early twenties, you know, so it's been out of high, you know, high school, just a few years. And he's like, well, we practice at this time, stop by. And so I thought, well, I'll stop by and like, I'll, I'll watch or maybe, you know, help out here or there. Mm-hmm. So we get there and the guys warm up and then he gives me a whistle and he says, they're yours for the next 45 minutes. And I said, excuse me. And he goes, they're yours for the next 45 minutes. He goes, let's see what you can do. So it was kind of, you know, sink or swim. And like, I had never coached. That was my first experience coaching. And, and so I kept him busy. So I'm like, okay, I, I thought about what my coaches had done with me, mm-hmm. you know, in high school and college and stuff. And that was 20 or 23, 24 years ago, something like that. And so then I started taking coaching courses and, learning and it's funny because then once you start taking the coaching courses you obviously you see things from a different perspective and you're like gosh I wish I could have gone I can go back to when I was mm-hmm. 16 17 17 with what I know now I'm like I'm so much you know I, I thought I knew about the game and I'm like I really didn't you know I'm like I'm like but it's funny how that works but that, that was how I got into coaching so and did that coach kind of stick with you and as a mentor and help kind of guide you into like, Hey, if you want to learn more, go into those coaching classes. He's, yeah, he did. Cause he told me about the NSCA cause he had done some coaching courses and he's like, this is what I did. He's like, I recommend, you know, like if this is something that you want to do, you know, for more than just a season, he goes, I would really recommend that you do your courses. So I did my re- regional course and then I did my national and advanced national and, you know, networking and you get to watch other coaches, they may be doing something similar to you, but they have a different twist on it and stuff. And then, so him and I, we've kept in touch and actually him and his wife, they came to our last regular season home game this year. So they, they came over from Minneapolis and was able to, you know, 
because they, they they knew they knew our kids from when they were little. But we've been we've been in Ohio for um, about nine, ten years or so, and uh, you know it's now they're in high school and and junior high, and so we got a picture with everybody. But it, it was just it was really cool. Like I because I told the guys I'm like, hey, my high school coach, my coach that I played for, and they're like, your high school coach, and I'm like, yeah, and they're like you still keep in touch with him? I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, we talk, I'm like, not all the time, but we'll, you know, I call and see how he's doing or if I'm down, we'll pop in and I'll have lunch with him or something. And they're like, they're like, how long have you been out of school? And I'm like a long time. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> but so the kids kind of thought it was neat. You know, the players thought it was neat that he, he was coming to the game and stuff. So yeah, I still keep in touch with him. So, yeah. I think that's one of the cool things that I'm even rec- recognizing. I know it's early in my coaching career with Middletown, but, the guys that I'm still texting, like after a game, oh. me, like at the college level, or I'm just checking in rain or they're stopping by like on their fall break from college. So I think that's yeah. so cool. Cause, and you talked about kind of passing it forward where like your dad kind of coached you and now you're mm-hmm. getting to coach your sons. And it sounds almost cyclical, almost like in this coaching. Now this, this coach that you looked up to and kind of took you under his wing, you're probably going to end up doing the same at the club level yeah. here at Fenwick. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's, and everybody asked me, like, when we, you know, when our kids were little, they were like, you know, what if your kids don't want to play soccer? And I'm like, I'm like, soccer is my thing. I'm like, if, if they want to play soccer, great. But I'm like, if they're into something else, I'm like, that's great too. I'm like, I, I just wanted them, you know, whatever they're involved in, whether it's sports or, you know, band or they're doing, the, they're, they're in plays. I'm like, I just wanted them to be involved in something. And I'm like, and if, I'm like, if they like soccer, I'm like, I'm not going to force it on them, but I'm like, if they want to play, then you know and then i'll share my you know what i know and i'll help them out and, and then they've 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 played since they were little and they play basketball like my oldest son he does soccer and then he plays lacrosse in the spring and our youngest son soccer and basketball track so they do all different sports and stuff but like we train together over over actually over two guys turf field because we don't live far from from the high school so we'll go over there in the summer and they're like dad can you you know do some keeper training so some because i was a center back when i played somehow both my kids are keepers I don't know how that worked out so they're like can you do some keeper training with us and so I'll go and I'm like well I can do a little bit I'm like I didn't play keeper but I'm like I, I can do some stuff with you so we go over there and you know a few days a week and so so we get in it's just you know hanging out and spending time together and you know it's, they, they get to see you in a different light you know because you're the coach and not their dad and you get to share something that's been a big part of my life with them so I, I think that's what the cool part about it is the cool thing that I've picked up on too is both that coaching job in Indy and then this Fenwick one came about by just random conversations yeah. or kind of networking. Mm-hmm. Um, so how important is it? Is it kind of like getting to know other coaches or hopping on podcasts like this and showing oh, what's going yeah. on? For That's you? All. Yeah, I think it's, it's huge, you know, not just in the coaching profession, but just, you know, just the work for, you know, whatever it is, if you're an engineer or a teacher or, just networking with people because like once I started doing my coaching courses a good friend of mine we met at the national course um, Andy Brinkman who he's he's coached all around he coached at Wilmington College and Xavier and was at Ohio State when they were national runners up and now he's coached help train the keepers so him and I met and we're still friends today and when we moved from Indianapolis to Ohio again it was for my wife's job I said, hey, Andy, I called him up. I'm like, we're moving to this part of the, you know, this is where we're going to live. And I'm like, what schools are around there? And he gave me a list of three or four schools. And he said, I would only make one call. And I said, well, who, I'm like, who would you call off this list? And he said, I, he said, I would call Scott Morrissey. 
at the University of Wyoming. So Scott didn't know me at all. So I, I just, I, I'm like, okay, I'm like, Andy knows, I trust Andy. And I called Scott and I told him, you know, my situation, this was, this was like in December or yeah, yeah, it was in December. And, uh, and I was like, well, move, we're moving in January. And he's, and uh, he's like, okay, he's like, when you get here, he's like, call me again and we'll get you taken care of. So just, just from my relationship from Andy, I met Scott Morrissey and I went to, you know, I met with him and stuff. So I spent six years helping, you know, helping out with those guys. And then you get more relationships from, from that and stuff. And then actually from Andy, um, when he was at Wilmington College, Bud Lewis was a coach there who just retired a few years ago. When we moved to this area, then I was at Wilmington College. So again, it's all, you know, networking and who, you know, who, you know, and, you know, if you, if you do a good job and people know you're going to, you're a hard worker and, you know, you put put a lot, you care about the kids and you care about the, the craft of coaching, you know, then that's, they're going to, Hey, they'll, they'll put in a good call for you. So that that's relationships are huge. That's what I try to tell my guys. I'm like, it's not I'm like, you have to know your stuff, but sometimes just more who, you know, than what you know, or, you know, just being in the right place or, you know, at the right times. I'm like, sometimes it's just, you know, a random thing. And it's interesting how, how it works out. So. Uh, the thing too that I I hear constantly from coaches is you randomly email Scott out of nowhere, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, uh, let's see what we can do to help you out." Like I I hear it from multiple coaches all the time that we're always because you, you sometimes you feel like everyone like I've got I'm trying to got to make my program better than everybody else's, but in yeah. the long run, like we're supporting all of the teams in our league when it comes oh. to winning yeah. and getting to the league and, and guys mm-hmm. getting all state and all league and all those types of things. Um, the thing that's awesome too, that I hear is, so you've experienced high school and the college level. Mm-hmm. What are some of the, what were some of the differences? Like what maybe at the college level, you can maybe have to do, do a little bit more of versus maybe what you see here at the high school. Um, I, I would say probably the biggest difference um, is just like the college game is more, I mean, all the kids are there. They're really, obviously, you know, with your sons playing, playing in college there, all the kids on the roster they're, they're they were the, you know, probably the better players, the best players on their high school roster. So you still spend, you know, you're fine tuning the technical skills and things. And like you work on pattern to play, but you, it's more tactical, you know, situational, you know, if this happens and the team's doing this, we're going to counter, you know, we're going to do this. So that, that in high school, you do have some of that, but I think, uh, you know, cause not all the kids play, cause you know, if you're at a small school, you got kids that do different sports and in the winter, they might be swimming or basketball or doing track or baseball in the spring. So they don't, they're not playing soccer all the time and so once June you know rolls back around and you're able to work with your guys again I think at least at least my experience is like I think it's more more technical and trying then you know trying to get those guys into just improving their soccer IQ and recognizing things in the game which in college I think you know because they it's just like they're just more tactical especially if they're a high level player because I remember when I was at Rio, they, 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 we had an odd number and they were doing four V two and they're like, Hey, can you hop in with this group? And like, these guys are obviously way better than <laughs> I was. And so they had, you know, we had like a rectangle and the guys were, we were moving between the cones and you had the guys in the two guys in the middle and the three guys, the three players, like literally they were just juggling the ball 
in the air and the ball never came to me and i'm like hey thanks guys i didn't make a mistake i'm like you made me look good <laughs> so like the ball the ball never hit the ground because you know like they're like hey can you hop in i'm like oh i'm like i don't know what i'm getting into here but just you know we're, we're working with those guys and and stuff but i'd say the college game is more more tactical and you get to spend a lot more time the season's longer and stuff and so like you may, you know, they come in in August and depending on how, how you're doing the postseason, you may be playing in, in November, sometimes that first week of December, which the high school season, I think it's just so, so compressed, you know, especially once you get into conference play, you're playing Tuesday, Thursday, maybe Saturday. And so now it's, you know, if you're playing a Tuesday, Thursday, well, then Wednesday, you're not going to go, you're not going to go heavy. You're going to maybe more of a recovery session. So you're really trying to keep guys healthy and, and things like that. So with the college game, I think it's more spread out. You have more time to train and and stuff. So I'd say that's probably some of the biggest differences. And I completely agree. I think when I first got that first year, I put all these ideas like, oh, we'll do this formation, we'll do this. And then when I got started running sessions, like, oh, that's the least of my worries. We need to just yeah. be able to connect some passes. And yes, exactly. Guys used to like the you know the physicality and just dribbling. Yeah. Um, and all of that. And it makes sense too, at the college level, the expectation would be you should be able to do some of these just yeah. basic soccer actions mm-hmm. pretty solid from the get go. Yeah. What, what was, uh, what was it like building relationships at the college level versus at the high school? Was it easier or was it a little bit different because of the, like they're a little bit older uh, and quote unquote more mature. I, th- I think it was a little easier. Yeah. Just, yeah. Cause you know, they're older and especially, when I was at Rio, some of the guys, you know, they're international guys. And even when I was at Wilmington, mm-hmm. we got a lot of guys from Sweden that would come over. So, you know, they may, yeah, they are a little older, a little bit more mature. And so just the conversations are different. You have the bus rides, you know, the, especially if you're on a trip, you know, you might be gone three or four days together. So you got the time on the bus and you guys are hanging out at the hotel and meals and stuff together, which, you know, you get that a little bit at the high school level, but not, you know, you got the pregame meals on game day and, the bus ride but it's not you're not going from ohio to new york or you know any place like that it's all within an hour maybe maybe an hour and 20 minutes at the most so i would say i mean you need you just spend so much more time together i would say that that probably makes it easier to develop those relationships and then like you said guys guys come back you know and watch watch games and and stuff like that so it's because like when during last when when, when everything got shut down because when I went from high school. I went from Ron Colley. There was uh, three kids that I coached in high, in high school for all four years. All three of them committed to, it used to be Marion College. Now it's Marion University. Well, all three of them committed to Marion. And I had played indoor with a guy that was head coach, Matt Nierengarten. Him and I had played indoor together, you know, with each other and against each other. And uh, he called me, you know, and he knew him from, he knew me from obviously recruiting these three kids. And uh, he says, he goes, hey, you ever think about coaching college? And I'm like, well, I thought about it, but I'm like, that's about as far as it's gone. Because I like, I, I had coached uh, high school for like, I think six years, five, six years, something like that. And him and his dad were the, the coaches. And he's like, we're looking for someone else. So I came up and met with them. I talked to him for a little bit. And while well, they offered me the job there. And then uh, I'm like, yeah, I said, I'll take it. So then I, I, I talking, you know, to these three kids. And uh, I said, hey, I'm going to be your coach for four more years. They're like, no, they're like, we graduated. And I'm like, and I told them. <laughs> and then, so, so I coached these guys for eight years. And like, we're still friends today. So one of them is a doctor. One's a detective. And the other one's like an accountant and a real estate agent. So I still keep in touch with them and stuff. And like, 
So when those guys were at Marion, then you get out the different kid, you know, I had those three guys and other guys. And so I spent seven years at Marion. And so like when the, the pan, you know, when COVID first happened, we would get together online and, you know, this, so they texted me one night and they're like, Hey coach, do you have, have this app called house party? And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, I have no idea. They're like, download it. <laughs> so I get on there and then so it became a weekly thing. Like every Saturday we would get on and we would talk for like two or three hours. And like every week there's more and more people. So as you know, Matt would get on there and different players that we had. So there was two guys from Canada and we had a guy from Tanzania. So like, just and again, just a random call, you know, because I played indoor with Madden. And so I coached these guys for us. So like I've known them since they were 13, 14 years old. And now they're married and you have they have obviously their own careers and they're, you know, they're married with kids and stuff. And I'm like, like when I look at them, I'm like, man, and like I still see them as 13, 14 year old kids. I obviously I know they're not, but it's just, you know, you spend all those time together. And so I actually when I interviewed for Fenwick, uh, they asked me that so like Mike asked me, he said, you still keep in touch with any of your players? I'm like, oh yeah. And so he's like, well, can we call them? So I gave him, you know, these Tony and Justin and Greg. And I said, these are the guys that I coach in high school and they coach in college. I'm like, you can call them. So he called them and, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, this guy's gonna call you. And they're like, well, they're like, well, we'll just tell them the truth. They're like, you, you treated us well and we enjoyed playing for you. So I'm like, again, it's just just relationships, you know. So that was the the word relationship just keeps popping up in my head because it's so yeah. cool. Uh, one just how things just kind of get put in line some guys when i've talked to them they're like yeah my plan was when i graduated high school i was going to go coach this this you know they kind of have a plan and yours feels kind of like i'm just kind of getting taken different ways and then Mm -hmm. i'm making the most of the experience yeah i think it's awesome even just for your players to hear like look you don't have to all have it all figured out. I think a lot of times with our kids, especially like here in school oh. all the time, like, Hey, what are you going to do when you go to college? What are you going to mm-hmm. do? Like, I remember when I was 17, I was a, a goofball. I had no clue oh, what I was going to be. I didn't either. <laughs> uh, and, here we, and, yeah, and here we are having a podcast. Yeah. So I think it's cool that you're not that you've not, not had an idea of what you wanted, yeah. but I think it's been cool that you've been open to opportunities and that you've gone mm-hmm. after them and that's opened up all these doors for you oh yeah yeah absolutely that's like i always i always tell people i'm like things happen for a reason i'm like you don't always know maybe at the time you don't understand but then you know maybe six months or a year you're like oh my you're like if this one happened this doesn't happen and you're like then look what come you know came from these opportunities and the people that you met and you know things you got to do so yeah it's yeah. Yeah. I, I never thought I would be in education. I didn't like when I was 16, 17, I didn't think I was, I was going to coach. I'm like, oh, I'm not, you know, probably like every kid I'm like, oh, I'm going to play in college and I'll play in the pros. And obviously, you know, <laughs> you find out real quick. Okay. Well, that's not going to happen. Cause when I, when I played, I always tell the kids ask me, they're like, I said, they asked me what type of player I was. I'm saying, guys, I said, there's piano players and piano carriers. I said, I was a piano carrier. I'm like, I said, <laughs> I knew what I could do, what I couldn't do. And I said, I didn't, I didn't try to fool myself. And I'm like, I took, you know, I'm like, I, I knew what I could do. And I'm like, I took pride in them. Like I said, I was just going to outwork who I played against, but I played center back. I said, I would win the ball and I knew which guys to get it to. And then I said, then I let them do their thing. So like, everybody's got their role on the team. And I'm like, that, that was mine. So, Which I think is cool for them too, because you see, they focus so much on the Messi's and Ronaldo's and, oh. and you know, and all the superstars and you don't realize yeah. like, yeah, for all those superstars, there's five, six other guys around them that are just, 
doing their role. They're mm-hmm. being the, like, you, oh, so I'm going to win the ball and I'm going to get it to the guy who then can make the decisions after yeah. that. That's all yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to help the keeper, <laughs> keeper that's behind me, <laughs> type of thing, which I think is cool for them to hear. Like, and I'm sure you preach to your kids all the time, like, hey, you have a certain spot for us on the mm-hmm. field. You have a responsibility. Yeah. Not everyone has the same expectations um, while they're out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like that, that was and like, I remember my last year at Rio, we had, you know, we were such a deep team and because we had guys from, from, we had some kids from Ohio and we had guys from Europe and we had guys from South America and different places, but they all knew their roles. And like, there was no egos on the team. And like, and these are high level players and stuff but like, just like you were saying, this guy, Hey, this is my job. This guy, my job is to score goals. This guy, you know, is to set people up and, it was it was fun to watch and we had a really really good season that season but i mean all the seasons i was there we had good years but that one that one was really special so just you know just watching those guys they were like they everybody bought into the process and it just makes your job that much easier so does it is it more difficult at the high school level because you can't kind of hand pick your kids so you know at the when you're at rio we can get two or three strikers and we can get mm-hmm. the mids and we can get our backs how we want them um do you find is that one of the difficult things is finding guys that kind of fit or do you I guess when like I said when I started out, I was like oh we're going to do this kind of these will be the principles and then when I figured out I'm like no that doesn't fit my clientele that's not how the yeah. boys can play yeah exactly yeah that's yeah because I mean like, like you have your favorite system you know we like to play a 4-3-3 or sometimes we'll switch to a 4-4-2 but I'm like you have to have like you have to look at your players all right hey where's our strength okay we're really strong in the midfield or you know, we've got the, we've got multiple guys that can score. So yeah, I think, yeah, obviously you can't pick your players in, in high school. So these are the kids that come out, you know, you've got your, you know, 35, 40 guys, and then it's figuring out the best combination, you know, that players are. So maybe with this guy, with this club team, he plays center mid, but maybe for us, we need him to play center back or, you know, just different things like that. And that's what we tell the kids. We're like, you may play, we may ask you to play a different spot, you know, and, and if we ask you, it's because we know we, we have faith that you can play that position. And, you know, I'm like, you may, you got to train. I'm like, not everybody's going to start. I'm like, but everybody has to train like they're a starter. Cause I'm like, each game is different. Maybe somebody gets injured or somebody's having an off night. I'm like, when we call your number, you got to be ready to go. And you're like, you can't, Oh my God. Oh, I didn't think I was going to play that. I'm like, you have to come to every training session and every game expecting, that you know, hey, I'm trained like I'm a starter and I'm going to get in. So when they call your number, you're ready. And I think this year that was really a big thing because we we had more, our numbers were up uh, this year from last year because we had, I think, 39, 40 guys. And like last year, we had 31 or 32. And so, you know, we got guys playing JV and varsity both just to make, you know, make numbers work and stuff. And this year, we had a few swing players, but we had guys, a lot of guys were just these guys are JV and these guys are varsity. And I think that helped out too. And when like, we uh, we had a, I had a big senior class this year. We got, we had thirteen seniors this year, so we got a lot of a lot of shoes to fill next year because six of them were starters. But those guys were really really good. We're gonna miss them next year. But yeah, like you said, it's I think you have to know your players and what their strengths are. And okay, well I want to play a four three three, but maybe we're better playing a four five one. And then I think you just adapt to what you know what your players' strengths are or or, or what they're gonna be most successful at. And that would all go back to the the relationship idea you'd be talking about. Like the more you get to know these guys and kind of see how they work yeah. and you get those conversations with them, if they're not comfortable mm-hmm. in a spot, you're going to get that feedback from them. 
yeah. uh, as well. The other thing I wanted to touch on, special education, that takes us, like, no pun intended, but a special person yeah. to do yeah. that. What, how has that, like, one, impacted you as a person? And then two, how has that translated to you uh, when it comes to coaching high school teenagers? Uh, I think the biggest thing is each day is different. Like you, you never know because the kids, they've got their own stuff going on and, you know, they're high school kids. And so some of the kids I work with, they're, they're, you know, some of them, they have different levels of autism and so, you know, what, whatever their, their learning disability is. And we just, we, I, I like to say hey, these kids, they're, they're not, you know, they don't have a learning disability. They just learn in a different way. And some days they need a lot of help and other days they're like, Hey, I got this. So I'm always, Cause I'm, I'm with a different teacher each, each period. So like I'm in a couple of history classes, I'm in an art class, I'm in an English class and I'm in a science class, you know, so different teachers, different kids. And so it's just, some days are really good. And then some days, you know, the, the, the curveball gets thrown your way, maybe, you know, whatever, whatever the kid has something happened to the kid. And now he's like, he's checked out. So now, Hey, can I get his kid to check back in? And, Hey, let's get done what we need to get done. And so it's each day. So you just, I think you have to be very flexible and you just say, hey, okay, well, I thought we were going to do this and maybe that works out that day. But then, like I said, you know, something happens and the kids aren't into it. And you got, so you got to, Hey, you got to, they have to know why they're doing it. So I'm like, okay, hey, maybe you don't like this class, but you need this class to graduate. And this is what you need to do. And I said, I'll, I always tell them, I said, I'll help you. I said, I'm not going to do the work for you. I'm like, I'm like, as long as you're willing to put in the work, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can to help you. And so they're like, oh, okay. And then again, back to relationships. Because like, there's kids that I've worked with. I, I mainly work with sophomores. Sometimes I have a few juniors, but now the kids that are seniors and they've seen me in the hallway and they give you a fist bump. Hey, Mr. Bray, what's going on? And you know, if they play soccer, then they we talk about soccer because the way I got started at Lakota West was was subbing because I my, my degrees in physical education and health. I did that and then my wife and I were both teaching. And once we had, once we had Luke, we would like, it's daycare is expensive. And she's like, she said, Hey, if, if you stay home and take care of the kids, I'll, I'll go back to engineering that way. We're not to make, uh, you know, pay for daycare. So for like four years, five years, that's when I did. I, I was with the kids during the day. And then I would go coach in the evening and stuff. And then, so anyways, long story short, I got in the West, like I was subbing and they needed somebody to help with the ESL kids. Like they do their proficiency testing. So the teacher, is in the building but she's giving them their test so the kids are still in the classroom they need she would have the lesson plans and she I would come in and she's like this is what I need you to do today and you know you have kids from all different countries you know you know you have Hispanic kids and kids from Asia and kids from Africa and different places and like so I'm like I gotta find something that I can connect with these kids with and then so they like they find out that you know about soccer and then like then it just clicked and so the teachers is like, how, how, how'd you, how'd you get these? I'm like, Oh, I'm like, we were talking about messy. We're talking about whatever. And she's like, who is that? And I'm like, and then, so they're like, Hey, Mr. Bray, did you watch it? So we thought, you know, we spent the first few minutes of class talking about the game. And then I'm like, all right, guys, we got to get to work. So that, that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. And then that's so I went from that and, and the special ed, which I, which I never thought I would, you know, be a, you know, in special education, but it's, it, it's fun. It's there's every day is something different. So and again it's one of those where someone just said hey <laughs> would you want to help out and then it just kind of blooms, blows yeah. up becomes uh what it is i think it's so cool the other thing is props to you for taking the time to like spend time at home 
so your wife can go to yeah. work. I think that speaks yeah. volumes as well because I know the boys, you know, your kids recognize the mm-hmm. time they got to spend with you then and now it's oh, yeah. like see at the beginning and now here you are at the end mm-hmm. when they become a little bit more yeah. independent and and what have you. And I can tell family is really important, like moving back here a little bit closer yeah. to family and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I can see it kind of builds throughout even just your your program in terms of coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the big thing. Like we're that's what we always tell the kids is that I, I know everybody says we're family or you know we're you know we're brothers, but you you can say that. But if the kids if the kids don't believe it, then they're you know they're not going to buy in. And so I, I think last year, you know, just so the, like I said, with the challenges from COVID and you know, not being able to spend time off together off the field, and like this year we were able to do that, and then. The kids, they get to see a different side of you, you know, away from the field and you can chat with them and, you know, you know, you're playing Euchre or you're playing cornhole or, you know, whatever it is. And you can goof around with the kids and, you know, talk a little smack to them while you're playing, playing those activities <laughs> and stuff. And, and like, they're like, coach, we didn't think you're, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm playing the win. And they're like, it's Euchre. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm playing. I'm, I want to win this game. And so, you know, and, the, and then they're like, well, can we talk smack? I'm like, yeah, you can talk smack back to me. And, you know, so like, there I go, you know, just, you know, and it's funny stuff, you know, what they come up with. And, but just, you know, again, I think the closer you are as a team, the better you got, the better your team will play and the more successful they have a chance of being. So, so I'm going to ask this question and it's probably like, I'm not sure, but is there, is there any plans like long-term? Are you thinking, Fenwick's my stop and I'm going to be here for a while, at least I'm sure to see maybe your yeah. boys go through, but yeah. is there any, any part of you that's like, I'd love to go back to college and maybe be the head head roll, or is this kind of like your, or could it be just a random email <laughs> or a call that kind of pulls you in another direction? I would, I would like to be a Fenwick for a while. I'd like to build that program up, you know, because, because there's so many talented kids, you know, and, but it's, it has its challenges as a small school and different things like that. But I think, I think it could be something really special. And so me and, and Pat and Caesar and Chris, the guys that, that are on our, our coaching staff, we've all, you know, bought in and we all want to, you know, get this program to where we think it could be. So I, I would like, I would like to be here for a long time. Uh, you never know, but yeah, I'm like, if I, if I had my say, I would say like, this, this is probably, where I would like to, I would like to say Finwood's my last coaching stop. So how important was it to get those other guys onto your staff? Um, Pat, Pat, uh, Pat, Pat, so Pat, he was there. He was the assistant before I was there. So he's kind of been that link because he knows how things work at Finwick. And then, so he, he originally wasn't going to stay on and he, because his last year, his son, uh, was it was a was a senior Dylan Wiseman who played the our holding played the six for us and so everybody thought well he's going to stay you know because Dylan's a senior and then he'll probably move on well now it's Dylan's not there and his other son goes to Lakota East but he cares about the kids with Fenwick he's like I've been here four or five years he's like I've gotten to know these kids and I've invested a lot of time and so he he's he's been huge because he like I said, he was a he was a Fenwick before we got there, before Caesar and Chris and myself got there. So he's kind of that link between, you know, the way they used to do things and the way we want to do things mm-hmm. now. So so he's been really instrumental. And then our goalkeeper coach, again, relationships. He when I coached at Wilmington, he was our goalkeeper, 
at Wilmington. And so this is his first time for last year was his first time coaching. And so I called him up and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I just got hired, you know, at Fenwick. And I'm like, it doesn't pay a lot, but I'm like, it's an opportunity to coach, you know, if that's something that you're interested in. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'd like to get into that. So that's how we got Chris. And then Caesar, he works at Lakota West because he's from last year was his first year of coaching as well. So he, him and I, because he worked at Lakota West and he would work with the ESL kids. And so we would talk, you know, talk soccer all the time. And then when I think it was t- 2019, when the Lakota West girls won one state, mm-hmm. him and I were at the game and we were watching the game. And, he, and him and I would see the same. I'm like, man, they should have played here. or They, they should have done this. And he would say the same thing. So like, we just, we see the game the same way. And then, so when I got hired, uh, Mike was like, do you have a coaching staff in mind? I'm like, well, I got a couple of guys. So I called Caesar and I'm like, Hey, would you want to be our JV coach? And he's like, I'm, you know, because he, he's like, he's in his early fifties. And he's like, I've never coached before. And he goes, why? And he goes, you think I can do it? And I'm like, Caesar, I wouldn't ask you if I didn't think you could do it. And so he came on. And so last year was kind of a, you know, a learning experience for him because he grew, he's from El Salvador, but he grew up in the Baltimore and DC area and he would play in men's league and stuff. So he would watch Pele and these different guys when they were over here towards the end of their careers, he got to watch those guys play in person, but he would play in the men's league. Like as a high school kid, he was playing with older guys, you know? And uh, so he, he knows how the game should be played and little tricks of the trade. So when he was coaching, he was still like, he was playing cause he was, everything was in Spanish. And he's like, Oh, I can't, I've got to train, you know, English but now the kids love him like they're like because he if, if he's like you know because he's a, he, he switched to a different school he's with the elementary kids now so he gets out later and they're like hey is, is coach Caesar coming today and I'm like yeah and then sometimes if he's not there because he you know if he's translating uh an IEP meeting I'm like well I'm like he's got to do this meeting so Caesar's not coming and they're like, well, is he going to be here tomorrow? And I'm like, he'll be here tomorrow. So like, they just, you know, so, so they, they, they like, they love him. So like, it's, it's just fun. But again, you know, I, really the only one I didn't have a relationship with was Pat. So, you know, I coach Chris and I work with Caesar, but now I, I don't think there's three other guys that I, that I would rather coach with besides those three. So. I think again, it's, I keep, I know it keeps kind of going back to it, but it, again, it was another opportunity where you reached out even for, uh, your man that said, look, I've never coached before. And you're like, yeah. no, no, I was in the same boat as you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I got to where I am now. Yeah. Um, and I think being a little bit smaller allows mm-hmm. you to, so oh. those moments when Caesar can't make it because he's got yeah. other obligations, then you've got yeah. enough guys between mm-hmm. you and your, uh, the other guys to say, okay, we've got it. We'll t- run whatever yeah. we do session wise. Exactly. Uh, and I think it's another example where the, like you said, it's one thing to say family, but it's one to actually do it and yeah. understand that people have, and you talked about even with your special ed kids, you don't know sometimes what people are bringing to mm-hmm. school or bringing to the yeah. pitch or bringing. So if he's got stuff he's got to deal with, I, as the head coach, have to understand he's going to have yeah. to deal with that stuff. And then I'm going to step up and control what I can control. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Then, and like, it's a good dynamic because we, we can bounce ideas off of each other and, the biggest thing, like when I was an when I was an assistant for other coaches, like I, I found out, like they don't always want you, like they don't want you to agree with them. Like you, you may have a different opinion. They want to see, hey, well, you voice your opinion, and maybe they agree with you. Sometimes they don't, but they don't. They and so like with all three of these guys, I'm like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And maybe one of them has feels the same way, but you know, the the two other guys, they may have two completely ideas, you know, different different thoughts or opinions on it. So 
that makes it good. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't think about it this way. So I'm like, that's why I like having those guys around, you know, because they just, they see things maybe the same way. Sometimes we see same things the same way, but sometimes they're like, they're, they're, they're looking at it from a different perspective, which, which is good. The one common denominator too, through all of this would be your wife. What's it been like having her as a support for you when you come home from like those long days or those long away games? and whatnot? Uh, it, it, It's good. So, I mean, she, when we first started dating, that's like, I was coaching before we started dating and then, cause I was coaching high school. And then, so she got to know the players as well. So like we, we still get together occasionally if we're over in Indianapolis, we'll, we'll go out to eat or, whatever and so you know the, the the players of the parents and they're like oh it's Sean and Amy and they you know they like when we were married we would have cookouts after the game so the parents they would grill hot dogs and hamburger and so we would play and then we'd have we'd spend another hour hour and a half by the field after the game you know just kind of tailgating after the game and so she like it's not easy like your wife knows obviously you know in season you're, you're gone a lot you spend a lot of time so she she knows you know, especially if we have an away game, like if it's it's high school or club or whatever, college, and she's like, hey, how'd the game go? If, you know, and I'm like, she knows by my answer, oh, okay, he, he doesn't want to talk about it right now or, or the game didn't go so well. So she kind of picks up on, you know, my body language or how I respond to things, but she, she's really good. So it's, it, it's sometimes not always fair to the spouses of the coaches because we're gone a lot and like they get, they have to do stuff with the kids or, you know, they're helping with homework, whatever. And sometimes you get home and everybody's in bed when you get home and mm-hmm. stuff. So, but she, she, she's really good. And like, she, I, I don't think I could do this without her. So. Sean, this has been so awesome. <laughs> Chat just kind of gets a, a glimpse into kind of the coaching journey that you've been on. Uh, if people want to follow you or connect with you or, and, and follow up with uh, Fenwick, soccer what are some easy ways for them to um so me it's just it's at sean thomas bray s-e-a-n uh t-h-o-m-s t-h-o-m-a-s-b-r-a-y uh on on twitter and then our fenwick account is fenwick football f-u-t-b-o-l um so yeah so anytime they want to connect and ask questions or whatever so like i'm more than willing to help out or they, you know, if I can help them out or they have quite whatever. So, yeah. So, I mean, I want to come out and watch a game Then come out and watch a game. We always need, we, we need all the support we can oh, get. So amen. <laughs> I was going to say too, with all of, clearly you've got connections at multiple levels and all over the place. Yeah. So if people have questions or are in yeah. a certain place and they're like, Hey, mm-hmm. I need to find out who kind of like how you reached out to your buddy, Andy and said, Hey, yeah. here's where I'm going to be at. Who can I touch base with? Um, so I think you'd be a great resource. Yeah, um, yeah especially yeah, the kids down in South because you you know, obviously you've connected with Tyler Wickham, you know, so those guys in Southeast Ohio, Tyler and Zach Breath and those guys, that was another big part, you know, the of 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 kind of me developing as a coach. So yeah. So I'm like I've worked with big clubs, small clubs, the kids from you know, the big city kids, little kids for that are in rural areas of the state. So players are players there's good players everywhere and there's good coaches everywhere and it's really really neat just to connect with those coaches and like watch their sessions and you know see how they do things and pick their brains a little bit so yeah and I'll just add in so Middletown where I coach and Fenwick are literally 
10 minutes yeah. away from each other. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we've got, and we have played each other the last two years. Yeah. Um, he got the better of us this year. And I think we had a tie last year, Yeah, um, yeah. but it's always fun to play them uh, and what have you. So, and, and uh, Sean lives here in Middletown, which is another bonus. So yeah. I think this might be the first of many little conversations oh. we're having with Sean to oh, pick the brain and, uh, and what have you, but I really appreciate you hopping on with the, the podcast with me tonight. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked me. I was, like I said, I'm the first time I've ever done this. And so I, it was fun. So yeah, I, I look forward to more conversations with you. Awesome. Hey, I'll shut this thing down. This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats with Sean Bray and I'm out. Peace. The beanie of choice for Coach's Corner Chats episode today was from H&M. Check them out at hm.com.